Oh my gosh, I am so glad to be back with you again. Thank you for joining me today. Let me just quickly say, make sure you watch the new video that's on an Older Gay Guy Show YouTube channel. Very important. I really want you to see this one. So, today, I'm going to talk about, it's almost a controversial topic, I think, although it it's it's controversial to a small group of people and as i talk about this today some are gonna go well duh we knew that you know of course how stupid can you be of course it is everyone knows that or some will go no way besides you're not even a star wars fan so what do you know and please watch for something new at the end of this episode. Because starting today, I want to start a new segment that will be in most of Season 9 episodes. And that is of listener slash viewer mail. And many date back a few years. I'm working with the ones where the listener has directly given their permission for use on the show. So in the future, those telling detailed stories, if you wouldn't mind them being read on the air, minus your full name, of course, please indicate that in the email. Today, this segment will be at the end of the episode, but I'm not sure where it's finally going to settle but it will be in most shows. So look for that at the end of today's episode. But regarding Star Wars, honestly, <laughs> ever since I first saw this film, the first Star Wars, for Gen Z, I'll tell you, I guess it's number four now, but it was number one, obviously, in 1977, and I was sitting in the movie watching it, and these things were popping into my brain as it was going along. And I turned to some guy <laughs> that I was at the movies with, I have no idea who, and said, do you see this? And they're like, eh, not really, but I've heard a bit about it over the years. I mean, kind of, I'd hear a little conversation that somebody was having about it, but I never got any, you know, concrete info on it. Although, you know, of course, over the years, we didn't have the internet the whole time. So it would just be when I'd get together with friends and stuff, and a lot of us just didn't watch it or care about it. But I'll tell you that I have proof of what I'm going to say. A little bit of proof, anyway. So, what movie is Star Wars oh so conveniently similar to? Well, I will tell you. My name is Joey Hernandez, and you are listening to Star Wars is really episode two of season nine of an older Gay Guy Show. This show is part of the Pride 48 Network. Find all the best shows under the rainbow at pride48.com. Okay, so 
Drum roll, please. That's good enough. So Star Wars is really the Wizard of Oz. Now you may be going, I knew that, whatever, or you never thought about it. So an article I was reading was talking about the George Lucas did, uh, you know, TV interviews back in 1977 when Star Wars was first coming out. And he even says that The Wizard of Oz, and then he named several other films, were inspiration for him in doing Star Wars. So I don't know if the plots really are all that similar. I only saw the first Star Wars so I guess you could argue that they're both about a young female in trouble and a group of ragtag friends get together and help her. I guess, yeah, that's, that's pretty similar. But it was the characters that I was thinking about when I was sitting in the theater watching the film. So let's look at a breakdown of the characters, the major characters. So Princess Leia, the poor girl in trouble, was Dorothy. Darth Vader, the big bad guy, is the Wicked Witch. And both of them, the witch and Darth Vader, dress in all black. C-3PO is the Tin Man. Chewbacca is the Cowardly Lion. R2-D2, little cute R2-D2, is Toto. Darth Vader sends stormtroopers. The Wicked Witch sends flying monkeys. The wizard, who has the answers, supposedly, is Obi-Wan Kenobi. And the Scarecrow has been called both Han Solo and Luke Skywalker at different times. I'm not sure. I, I tend to think Han Solo is probably the Scarecrow. So, obviously, you know, the similarities are not etched in stone. So, just in a very general way, though, I think the characters are quite similar. Now, I see many more articles online about the comparison, and I guess several of the big newspapers back at the time in 1977 mentioned it, although I personally don't remember those, but I didn't really read newspapers back at that age. So, do you agree? Let me know. Spotify listeners, you can leave a comment right there on Spotify under the episode page, or everyone can post a message on an older gay guy show's Facebook page, or send me a private email at an older gay guy show at gmail.com. And I want to mention one more thing about The Wizard of Oz. One of the times when I was watching the movie with my brother, John, I was young. I was probably about 11 years old, and it might have been like the second time I had seen the film. So I hadn't memorized it or anything. So, you know, I was watching it and being surprised by some of the things that were happening. So before I say about this, I do have to tell you I'm about to give spoilers on The Wizard of Oz, so if y'all haven't seen it yet, I know it's been out for 85 years, but you never know. If you haven't seen it, then don't listen to the next part. Okay, 
So John and I are watching the movie, right? And you know, towards the end, when Dorothy is going to be taken in a balloon by the wizard, who turns out to be not so wizardly, and he's going to take her back to Kansas in the basket that's tied to his big hot air balloon. And by the way, when they revealed the shot showing from a distance the balloon and everything, I know now that it was just, you know, a painted on glass or whatever, but that was an amazing shot. So she's trying to say goodbye to her ragtag friends, and the wizard guy keeps saying, hurry up, we gotta go, hurry up, we gotta go. So just as she's saying goodbye to the scarecrow and, you know, you are my favorite, but don't tell the others, they'll get jealous. And as she's saying that, Toto jumps out of her arms. (sighs) Stupid R2-D2. Dorothy starts running after Toto. And the wizard dude is like, hey, uh, we're leaving, we're leaving. And they're letting go with the ropes holding the balloon down. And... She starts going up in the air. So the balloon leaves without her. Now, she's all upset and she's crying. Oh, boo-hoo, boo-hoo. What am I going to do? Oh, woe is me. And suddenly, this beautiful bubble that I just wanted to burst so badly comes down from the air and it turns into Glinda the Good Witch of the, uh, see, East is dead with a house on her. West, uh, North or South, one of them. So then Glinda says, oh, don't worry, Dorothy. You could always go home. You have the power yourself. (laughs) Now, up to this point, right, poor Dorothy gets sucked up in a house and spun around and it drops down and she's smushed a person to begin with and then she has to hang out with the the little dunkin donut people right and by the way the little group of them that was called the lollipop guild and there was like three or four tough little guys that had lollipops and they were like i i almost want to say they had pipes like like popeye did or something And they were popping as they were moving, singing this song. They creeped me out a lot more than the Wicked Witch of the West did. So also, Dorothy gets kidnapped by the Wicked Witch, and then she and her little group of friends are drugged in a poppy field, and she risks her life trying to do what the wizard told her she needs to do, so she has to go get the broom from the witch, And she goes through all this crap, and then you could always go home. So (laughs) I, I had a bit of a foul mouth back when I was younger. So I turned to my brother and said, I'd kill the bitch. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, yes. You could always have done that. Anyway. Okay, so let's move on to the new segment, Listener Mail. You've got mail. To start the Listener Mail segment, this first email comes from a longtime listener named Daniel and is titled Monogamy and Openness and is from 2018. 
Okay, so these are going to be two emails that are right back to back. Hi, Joey. Your podcasts are great. I usually listen to each one more than once. I love your cheerfulness and positive outlook. At the end of your podcast on breaking up, you invited emails. So here we are. I have commented on your videos and podcasts before and gave you five stars because I enjoy listening to your stories that much. With the story of your life, how could you not have abandonment issues? The desire for monogamy is the desire for security, comfort, and bonds that will last a lifetime. Those needs are very important. Coming from a different background, I had still set monogamy as my only choice. My background, I am 63 years old, a gay white male, in a relationship for 20 years. Before that, I was in a dysfunctional relationship on and off for six years when I was very young and a second dysfunctional relationship for three years that ended with my partner dying of AIDS. During that time, I felt like most of the gay men around me, my closest and few friends, were dying. There were long periods alone, and I was never big on gay life. I met my current partner when I was a medical resident in Chicago, working 60, 70, 80 more hours a week. I was 43 years old and very strongly motivated to be monogamous. We wound up moving together to the Pacific Northwest. My work hours remained as long or longer, and he had a lot of free time on his hands and probably loneliness too. I knew he was finding other sexual outlets and finally accepted that. I put those in the back of my mind and decided not to think about it unless forced to. Our relationship became sexless, partly because I did not have the skill to negotiate safe sex in a supposedly monogamous relationship, and I was afraid he would give me HIV. But he also did not desire me sexually by then, and ultimately that became mutual. I lived to work, and also took care of my elderly, declining, and dying parents long distance. We drifted into a don't-ask-don't-tell approach, and I did occasional hookups from time to time. I hated those, but I felt the need. At this point in life, I didn't want to break up. I love my partner and feel we should be here for each other regardless of our private sex lives. He is truly my only family, and we take care of each other in all the other ways. Then last summer, I met a man who wanted to continue getting together. He is an honest and open relationship with his husband of 20 years. He has no desire to break up with his partner, but wanted more time with me, including occasional overnight stays. This was mind-boggling to me, to be honest, by then my partner had some rare overnight visitors, described as old friends from China, he grew up there, and I had given him freedom to do that. 
Ultimately, I told my partner about the situation and made our de facto don't ask, don't tell into something honest and open. This was much, much harder to do than that sentence sounds. It also happened while I have more free time alone. I retired during cancer treatment. I just had eye surgery, and I had to euthanize my beloved dog companion of 17 years, while my partner is continuing to work. In a way, I had hoped I was too old for sex and was post-sexual. Sex is too much trouble. Nope. Even though it's not the athleticism and performance that it used to be, the drive for sexual closeness is still there. This new honesty and openness is not 100% comfortable, but it feels slightly better than where we were before. I feel more secure about him, and I don't have to worry about discovery now. I approached it without blame, but was saying I always accepted and did not pry, and I will always be there for him and accept him. He has had significant insecurity that I feel guilty about, but recall, with forgiveness, the past. We will continue to need to work on reassurance and what is acceptable, things that are very hard for me to talk about. Maybe it won't work out. In many ways, we are closer, more tender, and more understanding than ever. I can't say how long it will last with my new boyfriend. If the newness wears off, seven months, and some of the excitement lies in what felt sort of illicit, which is now gone, maybe it won't last. But we only live once, and if there's something good along the way, then I am grateful. I'm grateful for what has happened already. So that is my perspective. We, or I, seem to have broken many, if not all, the rules of monogamy and also all of the rules about open relationships. But we are still together at 20 years. Maybe heartbreak can still happen, but I think we still love each other, and I think it will stay that way. I wrote because I think everyone has a story. We can't write rules for other people, but we can learn as we go along. We are all only human. There are things we all have in common and things unique about each of us. We have to be understanding of our flaws and acknowledge our better sides. Take care. Please keep the podcast coming. They are great, and so are you, Daniel. So I wrote back to him, um, making some comments, and and we wrote back and forth a little bit, but I did ask him if I could use his stuff on the show. So this second email, Hi, Joey. Wow, I'm flattered. Thank you for reading my email and comments. I love your show and love listening to what you have to say. I think you are very good-natured and cheerful, and new episodes really do make my day. Almost always, I listen more than once. Very sorry to hear about your sister. I recalled her Christmas gift story and how she went about it, and I feel a lot of awe and respect for her. Thank you so much for that, Daniel. 
helping people is part of how to have a good life. I just started volunteering for Meals on Wheels, and I love doing it. Those folks don't often see anyone else in a given day, so they like the visit for the company as much as for the meals. As for using my emails, feel free to use them. No problem. Again, I'm very flattered. I don't judge anyone, but there's a lot of judgment in the gay community about how we conduct our relationships. You are right. I do a lot of introspection. Reading, too. I also actively support and reassure my husband frequently in various ways. Tell him I care about him and love him. Compliment him on things he does. I remind him he is my only family, that his health and well-being are the most important things to me, and I make sure I do my share of the work around the house. As for my boyfriend, he gives me such joy, and the sex is wonderful. I usually see him once a week. Next date is overnight this Friday. I'm already stoked for that date. He makes me happy, and I like making him a meal, supper, and breakfast overnight, and we will do that. We email almost every day. We will go on a five-day trip to California next week related to his business, but with spare time for us. I've met his husband, and my husband has met him briefly, too. It's now 11 months since we first met, and honestly, I'm as hot for my boyfriend now as I was 11 months ago. Before that, I would never have thought I could be or want to be in this open relationship, negotiate the emotions, and feel so good about both my husband and my boyfriend, but I do. I feel better about it now than ever. Even though the path there may not be easy, some parts were very hard. I feel like the honest and caring approach really does make life much better. But life is a journey, and I do understand that we all have our own path. One book I read was Get Closer. I thought it had some great info about developing intimate relationships. I use what I read there for both my husband and for my boyfriend. I hope you have some peace, good memories, and appreciation for the best times that you have had with your sister. Take care, my friend. Embrace and celebrate 60 when it comes along. It's an accomplish to be proud of. Daniel. What a very, very sweet man. Thank you, Daniel, for writing to me for all the kind words. And, you know, I'm so glad that you were able to tell this story to us because it just shows that relationships are not just one thing. And successful relationships are not just one thing. They vary now. People are more able to be open and discuss their wants and needs and ways to approach that. And I have a lot of respect for you and how you are conducting your relationships. Thank you so much for sharing that. If there's any updates you want to send me, please do. I would love to hear from you again. Thank you, Daniel. 
And our second email comes from a listener named Ryder. I received this in December of 2020. Got to share with you that I love, love, love your podcast. Since it sounds like we both grew up about the same time in the 70s, many of your personal stories I can relate to. I wish I was more of a storyteller as you are, but here is my attempt. I want to share one with you from when I was in high school. We had a PE coach at our very small high school that was so into everyone being fit that if you were one that messed around in class, he would point it out to everyone. During the summer between my ninth and 10th grade, I had some major surgery. When school started in September, I was still healing and I wasn't able to dress down for P.E. After several months, he got upset because he felt like I was milking it. So as a punishment, he announced to the whole class that he was making me hand out the towels as everyone exited the group shower. Picture this. Fifteen shower heads along three and a half walls with a perfect view for me from the towel room. It was heaven. If I wasn't milking it before that, this was the perfect chance to do so now. No one knew, and still doesn't to this day, that I am into guys. Anyway, enjoy my punishment, which only lasted a few months, but I sure did get to view a lot of eye candy. I don't know about your high school PE class, but ours was always a mix of all grades. I got to check out every age range. The one guy that really surprised me was my best friend since second grade. We, of course, spent a lot of time together and had many sleepovers. We changed clothes together and skinny dipped more than I could count. We didn't have P.E. together our ninth grade year, so I hadn't seen him in the buff for a while till our second year of high school. Holy shit. He must have doubled in dick size over that summer. The first time he exited the shower during my punishment, my eyes had to have popped out of my head. His nutsack was huge, and his dick was nicely developed. Forty-eight years later, I still have that perfect blonde surfer boy vision burnt into my memory. It swung back and forth as he walked, and those beautiful reddish blonde pubes were highlighted being wet. I was so focused on hiding my lifestyle and was so far in the closet I think I most likely was growing mold. I was a dick through most of high school that I lost some very close friends to after high school. This friend came out as gay a few years after graduation and died of AIDS. I never got a chance to tell him how much he meant to me before he passed. Even to this day, my choice of porn are guys in the shower Group showers are the best. I can't get enough of it. Anyway, 
Always look forward to listening to new downloads of your podcast. Wish I could contribute financially, but I have no way to do it at this time to do so without attracting attention of my family and my other lifestyle. Looking forward to hearing more of your stories in 2021, especially from your teenage years. And I wrote to him and asked him if I could use that, and he replied, sure, use your creative talents to make it work for the program. I am honored that you want to use my story. So I did have his permission to do that. And Ryder, again, I I appreciate the wonderful words, and thank you so much for being a listener. And for those people that might be older, that still are not able to live an open gay lifestyle, if they were even desiring one, I'm so glad that my show appeals to you, that some of my stories, some of my experiences, good and bad, might help you. And I really appreciate that. So thank you again, sir, for your very kind words. If you want to tell me a story that might relate to one of the topics mentioned in an episode, please feel free to send them to an older gay guy show at gmail.com. Do indicate, please, if you give permission for me to use it, but if you want it just for my eyes only, I will honor that certainly. Just please mention that as well. And I will read more emails in the next episode. Thank you guys for listening. I'll be back as soon as I can. Meanwhile, please do visit an older gay guy show's YouTube channel and catch that video. It's an important one. Meanwhile, this is Joey Hernandez suggesting you always follow the yellow brick road. Bye for now, guys.